Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Well, hello, my friends. This is Naomi Tucker. I am excited to be here with you for another episode here on the Planners on Purpose podcast. And I really want to talk about burnout in this episode of the podcast and talk about that there's a hidden cost to burnout in the event industry. I wanted to talk a bit about that. I wanted to bring awareness to that and how the hidden cost of burnout can affect you, whether you're an individual or whether you're within an organization in a leadership position that can actually um, affect some change. So definitely wanted to talk about that. Before I do that, I wanted to share a little bit about me. For those that do not know me, my name is Naomi Tucker. I am a burnout prevention coach and I am a strategic events consultant that is here to empower you to stress less and live more and lead a life that you love. I empower you to be a planner on purpose. And I do that through coaching and through bringing awareness via these podcasts for you to do something different in your life in order to change it and to live more purposefully, to live more intentionally. And in doing that, you can help prevent burnout and alleviate some of the stresses that happen in your work. So That is what I do, and I am excited that you're here. And if you're new to me, I'm excited that you're here as well. So wanted to talk about the hidden cost of burnout in the event industry. There is so much evidence that's mounting when it comes to burnout. Burnout is a syndrome that is officially now recognized by the World Health Organization. It is a syndrome, and the responsibility now with burnout has shifted. It has shifted from the individual and now to the organization. And it doesn't mean that individuals can't do things in order to help support if they're burned out or not, but it is definitely like an occupational hazard that occurs within organizations. So the responsibility for managing it does shift to the organization itself. So leaders are now having to be able to recognize and build burnout strategies within their organization. And if your organization does not have a burnout strategy or is not thinking about burnout in that way, then you definitely are behind the ball and need to actually start thinking about, hey, what is our burnout strategy? How are we going to prevent people from burning out within our organization? Who can we bring in in order to help support this effort so that we definitely don't have employees burning out and heading towards the door? That is definitely... A strategy if you're a leader and you have not had a conversation that you definitely should have. And the fact is that burnout is real and it's costing companies money. We don't really think about burnout and costing the companies monies, but they but it does. We have 76% of American workers experiencing burnout. And that means burnout is costing employees about thirty four hundred dollars of every ten thousand dollars in their salary. So you can do the math in that, but it comes as no surprise that this is a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity with some organizations because they're not necessarily looking at it in that way. They're not seeing that 
there is a cost associated with people being burned out in their organization. And much of the reason why workers are burned out, more specifically American workers are burned out, is because they're completely disengaged in their work. And there's so much high turnover and there's actually low productivity as well. So there's so many reasons which lead up to how someone is burning out within an organization. And I wanted to really uncover some of those now because it really helps to highlight areas that you can patch up so that you are not having employees burn out, which then results in the cost implications that would occur after that. I wanted to dig into a few of them. There are several of them, but I only wanted to highlight a few because many of them I talk about on this podcast, but a couple of them I wanted to reiterate and a few of them are different and new and a different perspective. So I definitely wanted to bring those up so that you can think of this in a, in a different way. So if you're a leader within an organization, I just encourage you to listen to this and just understand why managing and mitigating and preventing burnout in your organization is so, so very important. And if you're an individual, you know, just just working along at an organization, it should just bring awareness to you on how not managing your burnout or how not bringing these situations up to your leaders, how it can impact your work and how effective you can actually be with your organization. So the areas in which burnout really runs rampant, there's there's several areas, like I said, I wanted to highlight a few of them here on the podcast. The first one that I wanted to talk about was communication and being more attentive to the communication that happens in your organization around burnout. And I talk about communication all the time because it comes up with, it's really a core reason for a lot of the breakdown that happens within organizations, but it is a core reason why burnout happens. And you might be asking why. It's because managers don't necessarily know that burnout is happening. So if you don't have that communication that's happening within your organization, burnout can be just allowed to run rampant or just take over. So being open as an individual with the manager on how you're feeling, what's going on in your world, it can be the first step for you getting what you need and getting the support that you need. Because if your manager does not know, then your manager can't help you. If your leader doesn't know, your leader cannot help you. And in some instances, you have to be very direct. You can't be passive with it. You have to be able to call a spade a spade. (laughs) So many people feel as though if they talk to their manager, it shows that they're weak in some way. But I feel that this is just the furthest from the truth. It takes a lot of strength to speak up for something that isn't working and that isn't right. So having good communication with your manager, with your leader, and if you're an employer, ensuring that your management is equipped to have these type of conversations with your employees without judgment and in full spirit of support is the key. It is the key. So I'm going to move on. Another area in which needs to be talked about and doesn't get talked about often is community. Employees need to have a sense of community around them. Okay, it can be a community within the organization or community outside of the organization, but understanding that your employees, they need support, whether that's having a best friend or small 
intimate community at work or some type of a support system outside of work is going to be very helpful for them. And you might be asking, why is it helpful? Why is it helpful for them to have a community? Well, your employees or you as an individual need to rely on others for support. You need to be able to share your stories. And as much as managers may feel that they don't want this to happen, but you need to have them vent their frustrations, I would say, in a healthy way and in a safe setting. And many times, those that are within an organization can be can be that safe setting as long as the culture, the company culture is set up in a safe way. So having that support is crucial and having that support outside of work is key because many things that we go through in work, we carry over into our home life and finding ways or people to be able to discuss these things outside of the home are helpful. So that's just another area where you can help tighten up for employees. And if you're an individual, you can help just evaluate your life and say, hmm, do I have that community at work or do I have that community at home that I am able to talk to people and have that talk to get things off my chest, to get some feedback in terms of what I'm going through to help me be able to work through situations a little bit more easier. Now, the next one I wanted to talk about is skill sets, because many times you may have your skill set not be appropriate for the work that you're doing. And because that is happening, you are working twice as hard to figure it out and you could be spinning your wheels and not necessarily getting as far as you want. So as an employee, it's important for you to be real with yourself. I've seen many times where, let's say as a hiring manager, your resume says one thing. However, the person that comes in and does the job is doing something completely different. And what you see on paper isn't aligning to what you're witnessing in person. And then you wonder how that is happening. So people have to be real with themselves on if they truly have that skill set for the work that they're doing or the work that they're applying for or the promotion that they want wanting to get or receive. Because if you're going from one job to another saying that you know how to do something and you don't necessarily know how to do aspects of it, you can end up burning yourself out just trying to do it. You could be getting yourselves into a position that you can't truly thrive. And from a manager standpoint, it's calling out early enough that someone does not have the skill set because when you call it out early enough, you can then repurpose that person, that talent into something that can truly align for them. Or as a leader, you may have to make the tough call to actually let the employee know that the skill set is not matching up. Therefore, they have to find another area or job in order to support the skills that they have. So misalignment, which is truly can be overlooked, it can definitely drive a lot of burnout. So it's important if you do promote someone or if you onboard people that there's a good deal of support of that person initially to ensure that they're doing their work, they're doing it well, they understand the role, and that you are, as a leader, making calls ahead of time should things need to shift in another direction. Okay, so moving on. Another area that can really foster burnout is not having a clear path for growth. And I've talked about this in a previous podcast because I think of it like a body of water that's not moving at all. And we've seen it sometimes before, maybe maybe you have or haven't, but 
if you have this body of water that isn't moving at all, what usually can happen over time is that body of water can be murky. It can grow moss and other kinds of things can fester in the water because the water is not flowing and it's not streaming or going into another body of water. So you really are missing this kind of ecosystem of flow that's not necessarily there. And that can happen in your work. It can happen for your employees. They can be in a continuous cycle of just doing the same thing. And if they are not learning, they're not excited, they're not getting different opportunities. And just because they have a lack of disengagement, that itself can lead into burnout. So the key is being able to give different opportunities to your employees if they're ready to move on, giving them opportunities for growth, not keep a person in a position because it just works for the company. And that happens sometimes. If a person is really good with a customer, they can keep that person within that customer and the organization is scared to, let's say, move them up because of who's going to now take care of that particular customer. That happens. And it's understandable that an organization may feel that way, but in putting that person in a position where they're continuously staying the same, it can possibly foster resentment, foster bitterness, and that person can eventually just move on to something else and leave the organization because they're not being challenged enough. So making sure that we are moving people along as they are able to and giving them opportunities to change can help also prevent them getting burned out from just lack of stamina, lack of engagement. And then finally, I wanted to talk about another area that is not necessarily talked about much when it comes to burnout. And it's the fact that your company mission and let's say the personal beliefs of your people don't align anymore. Or for an individual, perhaps you are not really vibing with your company's mission anymore. And this can happen just via shifts in perspective and life change. I know this happened a lot in the last pandemic. For example, the way certain companies possibly handled how they moved through the pandemic and all the effects could have triggered other people on what their personal beliefs were and how companies possibly moved based off the choices that they had to make during the time, perhaps made employees feel differently about the company that they currently are within. That was a huge test. It was a huge test of how companies moved given the pressure that was given to them. And employees really saw it. And this is one of the reasons why employees had to shift over the pandemic because the company mission or how they handled certain things, their values misaligned with what people's personal beliefs were. So therefore, that put them in a state of discontent, which that state of discontent can foster burnout and eventually a person would leave because of that. So as a leader within your organization or perhaps you're an owner of a company or a CEO, it's important for the leaders that you have in your organization are able to really identify if someone is not necessarily in alignment with those company missions and goals anymore. And being able to see first, if first have the conversation and then see if there's other places where that person will feel comfortable in the organization, you know, depending on if you're third party and you have different 
companies that you work for. Perhaps it's just as easy as shifting a person from one particular company that they're supporting to another one that they might feel good in. Or perhaps it's really talking through the values and, and the mission so that that person understands. It's not always that you have to resort to a person leaving the organization. However, it's important to have that conversation so that you're aware of where a person stands. So if you're an employee and you know that your personal beliefs do not line up with the company's mission, there's only so far you can go with that. At some point, you'll have to make your choice in your best interest. And many times we go through burnout, again, because our in our heart of hearts, we know we truly just don't want to work for that company anymore. And you have to know that it is okay. And you have to start a plan to be able to shift yourself into another company or another role so that you don't keep yourself in a perpetual state of disengagement and definitely go into burnout. Now, burnout costs employers billions of dollars every year in healthcare costs, in workplace stress, and workplace stress accounts for 8% of national spending on healthcare. Burnout makes up for a significant amount of employee turnover between 20 and 50%, depending on an organization. And you have to think about there's hiring, search costs, there's onboarding costs that employees have to go through after the fact. So it's in the best interest in the organization that this gets under control. And if you're an organization leader, having a burnout prevention strategy, as I mentioned in the beginning, is something that your organization can do. And it can actually put you at an advantage over competitors because then you're making the steps needed in order to have employees be healthier. Your employees will be happier. They will be more engaged. They will produce more and deliver better service to your customers and your clients. And they will be loyal and they will not call off sick because they're just sick of working. (laughs) They will be able to contribute more and that would go directly to your bottom line. And yeah, so this, so doing this burnout prevention work is a great thing. So if you really want to nip burnout in the bud, consider joining the Banish Burnout Challenge. This will be happening in the next couple of weeks. I have this challenge and I plan to offer it in the future. Go to the Banish Burnout Challenge website at plannersonpurpose.com backslash burnout. I don't know how long I'll be offering this challenge, but it's happening now. But definitely go to that website and you'll be able to see all the details in terms of this challenge. I would love it if you would join. We're going to have a great time over that week and really unpack burnout, give you some tips to be able to help support yourself if you want to have some prevention strategies and really dig in. And I'll be able to answer all your questions regarding burnout and situations that you may be going through in order to help you through them. So I'm looking forward to this challenge. I'm looking forward to see some of you in this challenge and to meet members of this community that listen to this podcast often. So I am excited about that. Definitely go to uh, plannersonpurpose.com backslash banish burnout. So I appreciate you being here for listening to this podcast and I look forward to the next episode. Until then, stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Oh, 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 o